Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Man's podcast. We really hope that you enjoy this upcoming episode, and we really appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you could, on your way out, hit the like, comment, share, subscribe button, share this with your friends and family. We really appreciate it. We're just starting the conversation. We're sparking it. We don't have the solutions, but the goal is to spark the conversation. Sometimes a student is a teacher, and sometimes a teacher is a student. Have a good day. Yo, welcome to the Thinking Man Podcast. It's your boy, Corey. I got my co-host with me, Ken Lovelady. Y'all know how we do. We talk about real-world topics, controversial issues. We're not perfect, right? We just invite you to our world, sharing our experience with you, and hoping that you can find yourself within our stories to take you on a journey within yourself that you can't get to by yourself. So what's up, man? How everything been going? Man, everything's cool, bro. How about your end, man? Man, good. It's I'm, it's crazy busy, man. I'm I got so many things lined up. I got the podcast this morning. I got the barbershop right after this. I got a video slash photo shoot after that. Uh, just working, man. Just grinding all day. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it go, man. You know, the money and the grind, bro. That's how which it is, goes. Which is crazy because today we're going to be talking about the importance of time, right? And, you know, time is something that I believe God blessed us all to have. We all share the same commodity of time. Right. Just across the board. Time is universal and no one has more time than the next person. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people feel like, well, I don't have the time. I can't do this and I can't do that. The bottom line is just reprioritizing your life and the things that really are urgent to you. You know what I'm saying? In a, in a detailed order so you can do everything you need to do. Like I can make a bunch of excuses right now where, where you know, why I can't do A, B, C and D, but. If this is the life I said I want to live, I got to constantly be on the go. I got to reprioritize stuff and move things around to make it work. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Everybody has the same 24 hours. And, you know, as I get older, you know, I have more responsibilities, which gives the, well, it doesn't give, it's the truth. I have less and less free time because I have more responsibilities. So, you know, it's, it's on us to make time, bro. You know, it's on us to be intentional with our time. But, you know, that's the the overarching issue with time. You have to prioritize your life and be very intentional in the way that you move throughout your life. That's what this whole thing is about, is just being intentional with your time. So, uh, you know, this is this is a good topic, bro. Time, you know, time and time management is very important, man. It, it impacts your family. It impacts your business. You know, it impacts your relationships. It it impacts your upward mobility if you want to move up in life. I mean, it impacts everything. Right. No, and that's so true because, like, when you really want something out of life and you're striving to be your best self, time is important to you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got time. Like, dog, I spent so much time wasting time. You know what I'm saying? Back when I was younger, where I didn't have a whole bunch of responsibilities. And... I'm like, man, where all this time go? You know what I'm saying? Now I look back, I get pissed off at myself because I'm like, I allowed me to rob me of time. You know what I'm saying? The things I need to get done. And not only did I allow myself to do it, I allowed other people to do it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all listen, once you start to develop and grow and reach a certain level of success in life, there's going to be a lot of people that want to take up your time. There's going to be a lot of people that want to reach out to you, talk to you. I can't tell you 
how many people have inundated my inbox. Oh man, I need to get I need to get in touch with you. I need to do this. I need to do that. I, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? And my box is full. And so these people believe that their sense of urgency is my responsibility. And so I had to start denying people saying, man, no, I can't do this. Or, you know, set stern boundaries. Because if you don't, people are going to eat your time up. And then you're going to look up and say, man, where did time go for myself? And so I feel like now I'm at a certain level in my life or a certain level of success in my life, right, that I've reached where there's a lot of people looking for me, trying to get to me uh, in my inbox. Like, man, can I send you some of this? Can I send you that? Can you listen to this? Can you listen to that? And my time is ticking away. So I got to set strong boundaries because it eats away, eats into what I got to do for myself. So time is so important. It's critical, man. It's of the essence. Yeah, man. And there are certain quotes that when you're younger, you hear them like, you know, time waits for no one, you know, and it, it, as you get older, you start to realize like, man, it's, some, it's a lot of truth to that. You know, a wiser person said that, you know, and then we kind of figured it out as we got older. But it doesn't it, it doesn't wait for anybody. You know, man, I think about a lot of my friends who in high school. Well, I wouldn't say a lot. You know, a, a nice, um, too many of my friends, when we were in high school, shortly thereafter or as we approached our senior year, started to pass away. And, you know, we, we're on Facebook and we're starting to see our friends pass away. And there is an undercurrent to that that I don't think anybody talks about. And it's, okay, am I next? You know, when... When is my time coming? Am I making the best of my time? You start to value time differently as people pass away. And, you know, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that at when you're younger, it's part of the process to waste time, like you were saying, Corey, because you're trying to figure out, okay, who am I? What job do I want? Do I want to work for anybody? Do I want to own a business? Do I want to be married? How many kids do I want to have? How much money do I want to make? What kind of clothes do I want to wear? Uh, want to wear uh how much money do i want to save what is my religious beliefs do i believe in i mean it's just so many you know do i believe in god um some people what's my sexuality uh am i black am i this is this social engineering why do i subscribe to this it's so many different questions that you ask yourself you know that it takes time and it seems like a waste of time right but i don't i don't think that it is i think it's a part of the process bro like you have to go through certain things. You have to waste. You have to waste time to know how to value it. You know what I mean? It's like it's like uh, the same thing with money. You know, before I start to really have a sound relationship with money, I had to blow some, bro. Before, so I, you know, so I could understand what this, what money actually is. You know what I mean? You know, so they talk about how money grows on trees. You could take out money and put time as well in that same statement. And I think with maturity, you start to value not just time or money, but you start to value the things in your life differently. And then you start to weed out the people that are wasting your time that are not adding to you. You you don't see value. In, and it's not that people are a commodity, but it's just that if we're not tracking in the same direction, I can't we can't move the same way. You know what I mean? I, I can't waste time with somebody that doesn't track that's not tracking in the same direction that I am. No, that definitely makes sense. And this is what I want to add to that. Because you said something, you know, 
it's necessary, right? Wasting time is part of the process. And so I see it differently. I see if you're thinking about who you are, what you want to become, how much money you want to save, if you want to be in a relationship, that's a productive use of time, right? When I say wasting time, you sitting up here, you're 25, 26 years old, and all you're doing is playing Halo. You know what I'm saying? Like- hey, hey, hold on. Hey, I'm not going to Halo like that. Hey, hey, when we was in college, bro. Hey, we was older, boy, right? But I failed so many classes. Like, just because of Halo alone, bro. Like, the land parties we used to have, bro. It, I, it's like five minutes in the game. I'm 10 minutes late to class. I'm like, yeah, I gotta finish this up. Man, hey, look, bro. <laughs> we wasted so much time on that stuff, bro. So much time on that. That's part, that, that's partly that, why I feel the way about uh video games like like you said today, bro. Yeah. It's yeah. like, but you know what? I think that was a part of and, and, and I'm saying like when you reach a certain age, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with playing games. I'm about to go buy me a game system to help alleviate, alleviate some of this uh anxiety that I have. Cause I always work it. But when you reach a certain age, I think that you have to reprioritize what's important to you. Now, if gaming is important to you and that's what you want to do, then do that. But don't say you want to be successful. You want to get this bag. You want to do A, B, C, and D. But you spend 80% of your time playing video games, yeah. right? Because you really don't want it that bad. Like me, I'll spend 85 90% working of my time working. The other 10%, I can put that in the reading. I can put that in looking into stocks and you know, all these different things or, you know, playing video games if I want to. But majority of my time is going through things that's going to set me up for success and my kids up, you know what I'm saying, for life. And that's what I'm talking about because Benjamin Franklin has a quote that I love. He says, do you love life? Then do not squander time for that is the stuff life is made of. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I love life. There's so much that this life has to offer me and I have so much to offer life. And I don't want to squander the time that I have because we all are on the time clock. We just don't know when it's going to end. You know what I'm saying? And like I was saying, if you get a chance to look at your hourglass and see my sand you had left in it, what would you do with your life? What would you change? Where would you go? You know, what would you tell yourself? Yeah, it's, um, that time piece is heavy, bro. That time piece is heavy. Um, we think we have time. We don't. When you're younger, you think you have time. The older I get, the more I realize how short life really is, bro. You know what I mean? Um, I look at my grandmother, and I'm I'm 35, and I, I look at my dad like, man, okay, I'm the age that my dad was when this and that was happening. You know, okay, my grandmother was only like, you know, 20 years older than my, my grandfather. I mean, my not my grandfather, my dad. Um and I'm not too far from that. You know, like it, you, you start to calibrate differently, you know, like this, this time piece is, it, <laughs> it, it is heavy, man. But one of the things you hit on is, you know, who you surround yourself with and how you spend your time. Nobody can pour from an empty cup and you have to be selfish to a certain extent. Time is yours. Nobody can make you feel like, you know, you trying to grow, you taking time to yourself, alone time, all of these different things is something that's terrible. Now, there should be some balance there. Obviously, if you have children, you're the head of household, you have a family and stuff. But you have to take that time, man. What I'm finding, you know, like with my fiance, bro, like 
you know, we have a two-year-old. And as far as time is concerned, we have to be extremely intentional to make time for each other. Because if we don't do that, like we start to disconnect, like we start living two separate lives. You know what I mean? Um, We start to tag in, you know, like she may have him and I'm doing something. And then, you know, I tag in and then she go does something. But then we have to think about, okay, are we spending time together as a family? And then always spending time separate from each other because we're two individuals in a relationship who have specific needs and interests that don't align with each other. And that's okay. Finding that balance is difficult as hell, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. Like it's a, it's a legitimate struggle that I personally have in managing time for the business time, you know, father, son time, um, you know, love time as far as my significant other time as a family, Time for my my family is huge. Time for my my grandmother on my mother's side, and you know my grandfather on my mother's side, my grandmother and grandfather on my dad's side. It's a man, bro. It's a it's a cat and mouse game, bro. Because I mean, we we're not taught how to set boundaries when it comes to dividing your time, right? That's the I think life experiences teach you that. You know, I was in my therapy group school we was talking about you know how people take time for granted in a sense and say for example you got your grandparents and you're like okay i visit my mom and dad uh, every holiday you know so you got thanksgiving you got christmas whatever and they were like you don't look at it like man you know i'm gonna see them you know i got i have time to see them it was like no if you do if you look at that differently you only see them twice out of here so you have two more meetings with them you know if something happens to them within that two times you had two meetings with them and that was all you had left i'm like hey that's crazy and so i just think about how we view time you know so people have different perspectives of time they have different viewpoints regarding time me i used to see time as my enemy because i was like man i gotta i'm, I'm racing against the clock yada 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 and i had to think about it no i'm not i'm not racing against the clock man like Time is of the essence, but time is important. But at the same time, it's what I do with my time that sets me apart because everybody has the same 24 hours. The beggar and the billionaire have the same 24 hours. The thing is, what are you doing with your time? You know what I'm saying? What is your excuse for why you're not where you want to be? If the billionaire and the beggar have the same 24 hours, something is wrong on your end. Nothing's ever going to be wrong with time because time never changes in regards to past 24 hours. It's always going to be that same 24 hours every day of the week. What you do within those 24 hours is going to determine what you become, what you do, and who you are. And that's just what it boils down to. And that's what I had to learn. Yeah, no, that's true, bro. What you do with your time is extremely important. You know, as... One of the things, as you start to make more money, bro, like you start to realize, you know how big it was like more, what is it, more money, more problems. And I used to, when I was younger, I was like, man, shut up, bro. Like, just give me the paper, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, but but that is very true, man. Like the more money that you make, the more problems you have, you know, the more money you make means you're solving more problems too, though. You know what I mean? So to make more money, you have to solve more problems. You have to be of service. If people don't see any value in what it is that you bring to the table, you're not going to make any more money. It's a it's a legit relationship between 
problem solving and income. You know, how much money you produce, how many, you, the amount of money you save or stack or make, however you want to put it, is has a lot to do with how many problems you solve legitimately. So if you change your relationship with that, if you say, you know, I want to make a million dollars a year, then you have to think, okay, how, how many, what problems do I have to solve to be of million dollar value annually? You know what I mean? You have to look at it that way. And and the more that I read, the more I realize you're, that's, you're becoming uh, more of a problem solver and people see value in you solving their problem. Um, sometimes, man, I, I'll be honest, like <laughs> I I look at sleep, like a, a problem, bro. Like I look at sleep, like I wish I didn't have to do this. Like it's a, as you, because you realize like, man, I'm sleeping. Like even if it's four hours, like that's four hours. I could have read a book and grew from it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if, if, Four to let's say you sleep four to eight hours, bro, every day. That's that's potentially twenty-eight to what is it, fifty-six in the seven, you know, fifty-six hours a week that you don't get back that you spent sleeping. Now I know you need sleep, but when I'm <laughs> look, but think, bro, I'm literally when we talk about this time management, I literally look at everything. Because I know that t- I don't have time to to waste. Is how much time am I spending doing something that's not adding? I, like I said, bro, it's I told you so. It's a it's a ever evolving, you know, problem to solve. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But but on the other side of that, I believe that in the twenty four hours, there are things that are specifically allotted in that 24 hours that has to be done that can't be changed you have to sleep chemically if you don't sleep you're going to have a chemical imbalance you go into psychosis all these different type of things so your body in that 24 hours is designed for you to sleep in those 24 hours it has to happen now i will say this the way you save time and the way you get more time is the more money you make the more you can pay you can pay people to uh, take on things that you would have to do so you can save more of your time to do what you love to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's why, that's why my boy Diddy, because Diddy used to be like, oh man, sleeping for sucking, so sleeping, and Diddy ended up in the hospital sick. He was His body was breaking down because he was living off of two hours of sleep. He went back and retracted that statement and said, man, you got to get your rest. He said, but the reason I make so much damn money and I go after money, because it saves me time. I earn time back when I make money because I pay people to do what I would have to do now I don't got to do. So keep making money. And I'm like, damn, that hit me so hard because it's so real. The more money you make, the more time you get back. When you don't make a bunch of money, you got to put forth that work and effort yourself. But if you can pay somebody else, if you can pay somebody to borrow their time for you, yeah, bro. then you win it. You're on a whole different level. Right? Yeah, I, it, yeah, I agree with that 100%. 100% because like even even in the you know the business now like I'm like we're having this I have a, a mobile mechanic at my trucks right now working on it and that's funny I used to <laughs> before I had the income behind me that I do I would try to do it all like nah I'm not gonna you know what I mean but when you start making money you start to it that's extremely valid what you're saying man like 
I have to choose, like, do I want to work on my trucks right now or I'm just going to pay this guy to work on it while we do this? You know, something that I'm passionate about, something that, you know, I enjoy doing. I don't enjoy working on my trucks. So I 100% agree with that. But I want <laughs> one of the things that I I want people to take away from this, when you start a business and you own a business, you have to accept you in the early stages are not going to sleep. Facts. Like you have to legitimately accept that. And if you can't go without sleep, do not start a business because you have to do the uh, grunt work, so to speak. Okay. Let, let, let's put it in perspective. Okay. So like I own a trucking business. So you see how I'm dressed right now. There are times where I'm wearing a dicky suit in a little, they call it a monkey suit. Look like the oil mechanic you just put on. There are times that I'm working on my truck, but then I'll shower, put this on and go interface with a customer. You are literally, when you start a business, if you're starting it from the ground up yourself, and that's one of the things that, uh, you know, where your network is important too. And as I'm getting older, I'm starting to see value in that, a more, a lot more value in that. But if you're starting it yourself, you're going to be the driver, okay? And I, whatever business you start, but this is, I'm in the trucking business. You're going to be the driver. You're going to be the mechanic. You're going to be human resources. You're going to be uh, the salesman. You're going to be the the one who procures work. Like you're going to be every. You're going to be the the accountant. You know, you're going to be R and D, research and development. You know, you're going to be everything for that business. And I was on uh, another brother's platform, Anton Daniels, talking about this because when you, in order for your business to grow, you have to grow. And in order for your business to be successful, you either have to have people in place that you absolutely trust and y'all have the same vision, or you have to you have to put those people in place. And you personally, as the owner of that business, have you have to completely understand your business. And that kind of folds into what you're talking about as far as time, Corey, because once you understand how your business works from the ground up, then you can kind of take a bird's eye view of it and put, like you said, put people in place for that business and then get more of your time back. And you can go to a more administrative or managerial role of the business. And, but, but to, it takes a while to get to that point. That's something long-term you'll have on the back end, depending on how quickly you scale your business. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. Because with me owning my own speaking uh, academy, with teaching people how to speak, become a professional, more effective speaker, you know, the land gigs or whatever you want to accomplish with that. I had to be the human resource person. I had to be the tax preparer. I had to be the analytic reader, uh, read all my analytics. I had to be the receptionist. I had to take phone calls. I had to do all my social media stuff. I had to do all that. There was times I wasn't going to sleep to four or five o'clock. I had to write speeches and prepare speeches for, you know, keynotes, all these different type of things. I had to become my own graphic designer at one point. Now I pay a graphic designer. Now I have a social media team that I pay. Now I uh, I still I, I still need to get a virtual assistant to help me with some of my stuff and sending my emails and stuff out because I have people again inundating me with their life issues because I life coach. I have my own speaking academy and I'm a professional speaker myself. So I run my business. I got people on there telling me, "Man, I googled you. You're a philanthropist." And this is stuff they're saying to me. I'm like, how did you find me? You know, what made you reach out to me? 
Oh, I Googled you, Brian. I saw everything that you got going on. Man, you're a philanthropist, and I want to get with you, and I want to do this. And, I want, and I'm like, I don't have time to be responding to all these inboxes, man, all these emails. But since I'm the only one doing it, and I don't have a VA, that's what I got to do right now. But I'm getting to a place where I'm going to hire a VA because I don't have time to be checking my inboxes all the time. And then I'm getting to a point where, man, I might have to delete my messenger so people <laughs> don't have so much greater access to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, damn, man. I, and I love people. I, I want to get with them. I want to help them. But at the same time, I can't do all this by myself. Hey, one one thing, and this is just completely just not even, I mean, it's related, but it's not extremely related. Uh, if you don't have my phone number and you call me through Facebook, that is extremely, I, I don't think it's, I don't know. I'm all, I'm trying to say, is it disrespectful or is it just weird? Like, Hey, if you don't have, if you don't I, have, I don't, I think it's a, I think it's a lack of people who don't know how to do business professionally because they never dealt with a lot of business professionals. And so social media is the way they contact people. People would ask me all the time, can I have your phone number? No, I don't know you like that. You know what I'm saying? Why do you want my phone number? You want to be associated with me because of what? You know what I'm saying? And so I get it. I get it. It, it does something to a person's ego where they say, I have this person's phone number or I can pick up and call this person because I see how they move. And so that means I'm connected to them. And maybe there's an opportunity in it somewhere for me. Listen, it's very, very, very disrespectful when you constantly blow somebody's inbox up, when you constantly trying to get you know stuff to them through social media. Sometimes that may be the only way, but there's other means and methods of getting getting to somebody. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. y'all gotta figure that stuff out because as business professionals, we don't have time to be just checking social media like that. We don't have time to get back with you when you want us to get back with you, and then you feel some type of way when we don't. We're working. Yeah, you know what I'm man. One of the things Anton hit on, bro, and it's it is extremely important. Um, there's a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And, you know, people are not, everybody's not the same. There's an art and science to interacting with people, especially as it relates to business. Um, you have to think, you know, how can I add value to this person that I'm contacting? What is it that I have to offer? this person that I'm contacting. There are some individuals that I, you know, I look at them, right? And I say, man, one day I'll, you know, I'll reach out, but I'm not going to reach out until I have um, figured out the value that I have to add, you know, to that, to that individual. And once I figure out the value that I can add, because you don't want to create a situation where you're taking from somebody, but you're not giving. And one of the, the things in the book, it, it, if I'm not mistaken, it talks about when you interact with people, when you give them. So, for example, if, if Corey and I sat down and I gave him, you know, uh, a sandwich, and this is very basic, he would feel compelled to give me something to drink. There's an exchange there that has to occur. And it doesn't obviously have to be that. But you have to when you give to somebody or when you want to receive something, you want to sit at the table and and bring something to it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, a lot of people don't think that way. They're thinking, what can you pour into my hands and I can run away with? You know what I'm saying? And it's like some of this information costs a lot of money. You know, I didn't have nobody show me the game. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have nobody take me by the by the by the arm and say, man, let me pull you over here to success. Everything I got, I either had to pay for it or learn it on my own. And the problem with a lot of people is they don't want to spend their time growing. Mm. They want shortcuts in life. Yeah. And that's not wasting time if you spend your time growing and developing yourself, right? That's productive. That's a great use of your time. But you waste time when you're constantly calling around trying to figure out who you can get to to see if they can give you some free game. Now you wasted a bunch of time doing that when you could have took that time, studied something, read something, YouTube something, Google something to really you know, learn how to do it. That's what I had to do. I had to pay to be mentored by Les Brown. You know what I'm saying? I had to pay to uh, connect with some of these people and do what I had to do. I spent my money and I spent a lot of time on the internet researching how to get into this game, how to do this, how to do that. Let me tell y'all, man, everything you want in life, it's going to cost something. Ain't nobody just giving you free game. You know what I'm saying? I know me and Ken get on here and we give some free knowledge, but you don't think we had to pay for the knowledge that we got? <laughs> you don't think we had to invest time to learn what we telling you on this podcast? Absolutely. So time is important. And like I said, the beggar and the uh, billionaire have the same 24 hours in a day. It's what you choose to do within your 24 that sets you apart from everybody else. Yeah, bro. That, that's important. And that that's key. And I, I think it's cool. The more money you make, man, the more expendable income you have. You have to change your relationship with money. When I start getting to it, it's a blessing because I can now, like what you're saying, you know, pay for certain situations so that I can if I can, if I can pay a 50 year old man to sit down with me and give me all the game that he had, you know, to accelerate or to get him to the point that he is at 35, anything he gives me is at a discount because it's, I'm literally upgrading my lifestyle to the, the mindset of a 50 year old at 35. So then I'm able to create the same success at 35 or better or more success taking his experience, the books that he's read, implementing those things earlier in life. And then by the time that I'm 50, I'm much more ahead of that 50 year old. You have to change your relationship with it. Stop being cheap. Invest time. If you see somebody, it's OK to have a mentor. One of the things I have an issue with, bro, like stop calling people your OG. God, that, I hate that shit. Like, bro, we 35 year old. You don't have an OG, bro. Like, stop calling people your OG. Like, it, it's it, I don't know, man. I, I, maybe it's just me, but I have an issue with that. But, man, we're going to wrap it up, bro. Like. I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you guys, you know, listening. We're just trying to, you know, this is conversational, man. You know, we don't have all the answers. You know, we're just trying to talk through and create solutions and give as much information that we can. And we also benefit from people that come on. We benefit from people we talk to, our mentors, the books that we read. And when we glean this information, we want to share it with you guys. But you guys have to change your relationship with time and money. And once you get out of the poverty mindset, you start acting and moving in abundance. So you you start to have a different relationship with these things. But we love you guys. You can catch us every Saturday. Uh, you can check the links are in the description. We have the podcast. We're on YouTube. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We love you guys. Y'all have a good day. Peace.
Hello, everyone. My name is Ken. I am the co-creator of the Thinking Man's podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the last episode. We really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, hopefully we sparked the conversation between you and your loved ones, your family and friends. And we really appreciate it if you could share the content. You know, when we started this thing, the whole goal of it was to just start the conversation. We don't have the solutions, but we definitely want to spark conversations. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have a good day.